guess I shouldn't have been surprised. The pattern was becoming so predictable that I could have made a living betting on my disappointment. It was pretty simple. Three dates. Good, then great, then gone. For the fourth, was it fourth or fifth? Well, it was more than three times to be sure. For the more than third time in so many months, I'd been stood up for the third date. I couldn't figure out why. I'm not a supermodel, but I think I'm alright looking. I make good conversation. I take an interest in whatever mundane thoughts my date is having. And, you know, there's chemistry. Sometimes. Or, I thought there was chemistry. Maybe I'm the problem. I let the thought cross my mind for just a second before snuffing it out. I'm a catch. I just haven't found the right one yet. I walked to the edge of the town. It wasn't my hometown. I'd volunteer to drive and meet my date at his. Figured he'd be more likely to show up if he didn't have to go very far. Now there was just a 20-minute drive back to a date with a bottle of Riesling. Say what you like about wine color, but if I'm looking to forget a missed date, white's gonna get me there faster. I tried to take in the little things, the brightness of the stars, the bumps in the road, the quiet, dark scenery that only became visible as it rolled into my headlights. Anything to remind me that it's fine. The world keeps spinning. It was just a missed date. There are worse things in life. It's about halfway through my drive when I was pulled from my existential thought pattern. I'd driven this road a couple times before, and I always appreciated how straight it was because of how little light it had at night. It made driving more comfortable. So, having often taken note of the lack of light, it struck me as odd when there wasn't one anymore. A lack of light. About ten car lengths away, on top of a hill in the road that was just outside of my headlights, there was a soft, flickering glow in the road. Like someone holding a candle or an old-timey torch. I drove closer before I had time to process what I was seeing, but when I was sure that this light was right in the middle of the road, I pulled the car onto the shoulder and stopped the engine. I still couldn't make out what exactly the glow was, so I killed the headlights and strained my vision, leaning forward in my seat to try to make out any details. It looked like a man. What was a man doing in the middle of the road? He was wearing a dark shirt that was too big for him, and a pair of lightly torn jeans. Were they jeans? It didn't matter. I couldn't see his face. Over his head was a wide-brimmed straw hat, shielding his eyes from view. And the light. He was holding something that was shining in all directions. Was it a candle? I rolled my window down. Hey, are you all right? No response. The man didn't move, didn't even acknowledge that he heard anything. Hey, can you hear me? 
Do you need a lift? Still nothing. Against my better judgment, I got out of the car. I'd never had an encounter quite like this before, and every cautionary tale I'd ever heard told me that I shouldn't approach. And yet... Are you... okay? As I drew closer to the man, I realized he probably couldn't see me. I wasn't close enough for the glow around him to reach me, too. It only lit up things about five yards out. I inched closer until I could finally make out some more details. His face was still hidden, but I could finally see what he was holding as I stood just outside of its light. It was a lantern. An old-school lantern. Dangling from a rusted brass handle. It looked like it was straight out of the Middle Ages. Sir? Who was this guy? What was he doing here? Red flags were being raised all over my brain, telling me to run back to the car, drive away, and never look back. But I shoved them away. It was probably just an old man who got lost and couldn't hear me. I made a bet with myself that if I brought him back, Someone would be very thankful, and I'd feel like my night wasn't such a waste. If I had bet money on my disappointment that night, I would have been a little bit richer. If I had bet money on who this man was, I'd have been flat-out broke. Sir? The air felt... wrong. I started to feel pressure. Like somebody was gently squeezing my brain like the world was starting to tilt at a barely noticeable angle, like- Fucking run! What the hell? We gotta go. Get off me! What are you doing? we don't have time for this. Let's go, let's go. No, hey, stop! Stop! Who are you? What's going on? Jesus Christ, we don't have time for- Okay, fine. That lantern freak in the road is a weird monster thing. There's a group of people that hunt weird monster things. Now that you have had a run-in with it, they're going to bring you in and torture you for information. They're coming right now, so can we go? She looked so desperate. During what sounded like the ravings of a madwoman, I got a better look at the one who had tackled me off of the road. Her dark hair was naturally curly, tangled up in itself and falling over her wide eyes. She wore a mud-stained tank top and a pair of relaxed-fit jeans that didn't quite reach her ankles, and her left arm rested in a surprisingly well-kept sling. If it weren't for the sanitarium escapee vibe, she might have even been striking. I don't... that doesn't make any sense. He was just... Just what? Just standing in the middle of the road with a lantern, not moving or responding to anything you're saying? Yeah, totally normal. Shit, they're coming. Please, please, come with me. Last chance, because I'm going. Oh, okay. Okay. So how- Shh! How do you know all of this stuff? All of what stuff? The monster, this group, whatever. Had a run-in with the group before. I look for the weird stuff too. I'm just not always good at finding it. Got lucky finding you, but they're never far behind. So you hunt them too? Hunt them? (laughs) No, no, no. That'd never work. They don't work like that. You can't hunt them. You just said uh, they did. The organization or whatever. Looking for me? I had to simplify things to get you to follow me. They do. Sort of. Like, 
look for hunt, not capture or kill. So what was it? Hmm? The thing on the road, what was it? I don't know. Lantern man. He had a lantern. Probably bad news. You were the one staring at him like a dumbass. Okay, I... Wait. Hey, wait. Where are we even going? I have a tent a few miles out. We'll crash there for two days, then... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> two days? Maybe three. Are you kidding me? No. They're persistent. We gotta give them time to call it quits. What about my car? What about your car? It'll get towed or stolen. So? What do you mean, so? It's my car. I can't exactly afford another one right now. You can't exactly afford another life, either. Oh, okay. No. I don't know why I went along with this. You're clearly insane. I'm going back. I'm sure that man is gone by now. I'll loop around in case we're being followed, but I have to go. After all this, you're just gonna walk right back into their arms and let them- Torture me? Kill me? No. I'm going to go to my car and go home. This is stupid. I can't believe I walked into the woods with a complete fucking stranger. Okay, fine. But don't expect me to bail you out. Shit. I'm gonna have to bail her out. It took all I had not to cry. I wasn't sad. I was just overwhelmed. A failed date, a weird man in the road with a lantern, a crazy lady leading me through the woods. Everything had just gone so strange so quickly. It was crystal clear to me in that moment that I was losing my mind. But everything would be fine if I just made it back to my car, drove home, and went to sleep. This would all just be like a bad dream. Or maybe, if I was very lucky, a funny story to tell on a third date one day. Either way, it would all be over soon. (sighs) See? Gone. No weird man. Probably just imagined him anyway. the car. I'm Special Agent Sam. We need to have a few words. There was a woman sitting in the back seat of my car. She was the calmest person I had ever seen. Or maybe it was just the sharp contrast between our dispositions. I could feel my heartbeat accelerating like it was about to explode and leave me for dead. And she just sat there, waiting. Her short blonde hair slicked back on her scalp like concrete, with a pair of black slacks and a white shirt with rolled sleeves. She looked like a caricature of a detective from an 80s movie. And she sat, patiently, a cool smile on her face, waiting for me to collect myself. Both hands in my field of view, no weapon in sight. Who are you? Special Agent Sam. Is it alright if we talk? You broke into my car. I did. Get out of my car. No, thank you. I just stared. She hadn't flinched. She was just sitting there, so confident, 
so sure I was going to sit and talk to her. I wanted to get out and run to find the crazy lady in the woods and never look back, but... Holy shit. I saw him. He's still there. He is! This car probably shouldn't go anywhere until he moves, so we've got some time. I don't understand. Yeah, that tracks. I'd be more alarmed if you did. More alarmed? As if she were alarmed in the first place? If I talk, will you get out of my car? Eventually. Did you approach that ominous glowing man? No. Ah, don't lie. That's not helping anyone. (sighs) Okay. Yes. Oh, you were lying. Good. What? Well, not good. Please don't lie. Lying is bad. You didn't know? But I do now. Did you stand in the light of that lantern he's holding? I... No, I didn't. You're lying again. I'm not. How long did you stand in the light? I didn't. Not even for a second? No. Maybe. Maybe for a second. I don't know. Hey, it's okay. That's okay. He's still there. Yep. He'll move when he's good and ready. You're not going to, like, capture him? No. Isn't that what you do? Now where'd you get an idea like that? Nowhere. I... Nowhere. So, full disclosure... Well, not full disclosure, there's a lot I won't be disclosing. But moderate disclosure, I'm not the best at spotting a lie. But that was a really sad lie. I don't know. You just seem like the type of person who would... Would... Would snatch a man off the street? Yes. That tracks. Ah, there he goes. See? Good timing. Where is he going? I don't know. What is he? That's classified. Who are you? Special Agent Agent Sam. Agent Sam. Right, I know. I mean, like, agent of what? That's classified. Get out of my car. No, thank you. I'm calling the police. Okay. She didn't budge. I fumbled in my pockets and pulled out my phone. Battery was still at nearly 80%. I didn't have a lot of reception, but I had enough. I dialed and pressed the phone to my ear before looking back at Special Agent Sam. She hadn't moved. She looked somehow calmer, even less nervous than when I first saw her. 911, what's your emergency? I... It was like she knew. She knew I wouldn't go through with it. She knew I wouldn't get out of the car or get her in trouble. She knew that I had lost control of the situation a long time ago. And that calm, that confidence in her smile. It was like she knew I would cling to it. Like she was the only one who could help me. Hello? Anyone there? I hung up the phone. He's gone. You're not. No, I'm not. Let's go for a ride. Can I say no? You sure can. It's a free country. Great, you drive. I'll tell you where to turn. Crypt ID is a production of Aftershock Entertainment created by Joshua Kurtz. The voice of Joey was Ellen Cohn. The voice of the lady with the cast was Alora Maeve. The voice of Agent Sam was Erin McLaughlin. Original story and music by Joshua Kurtz. The word of the day is spelled M-B-O-U-F-S-O.
Thank you all for listening to that pilot episode of Crypt ID. If you enjoyed it, the best thing to do is to share it around, leave comments, and let us know. Hearing your feedback and support and seeing our work enjoyed is the absolute best motivation we can have to keep this project going. Thank you so much, and we hope you'll hear from us again soon.